Welcome to this episode of Portraits of Music. I'm Ross Sievertson. And I'm Clay Couturio, music director and conductor of the Richardson Symphony Orchestra. We are here this afternoon with David and Grace Loverin and Mike Snyder, and we're talking about the February 5th Texas Tribute Concert. Uh, I want to thank everybody uh, for taking time out of your day to be with us this afternoon. Well, happy to be here. Yeah, definitely. Mike, tell us a little bit of, of the background about this concert. How did it come about? Yeah, uh, sure. So uh, I've been a producer at Texas Country Reporter for uh, 16 years now. So Bob and I have worked very closely together for many years. Uh, and this is an idea that he's sort of kicked around in the halls and passing for years and years, as we often do about, you know, fun things that we think of. Uh, and so he saw uh, his idol and mentor, Charles Kuralt, uh perform a similar concert called uh, North Carolina is My Home. That's mm-hmm. where Charles Kuralt was from. And he saw him do this show that was a combination of spoken word narration and, and live orchestra performance. And, and he saw that and always thought, well, if Kuralt can do that for North Carolina, I could certainly do that for Texas. And as we were approaching the 50th anniversary of the show, it just got more and more present in his mind that uh, this would be the perfect opportunity to have sort of, you know, extra promotional oomph behind it and Mm -hmm. uh, find a way to get it done. And the way it really came about uh, involves David and Grace, and and I'll let them sort of explain that part of it. Sure. Sure. Thanks, Mike. Um, What happened was it was 2018, I believe, uh, May of 2018. Uh, the Richardson Community Band uh, hired Bob to be the MC for their Texas-themed concert at the Eisman. And um, I was involved in that as a guest soloist, and also I had done a couple of arrangements for them, and one of them was the Hill Country theme, uh, which is the original theme song to Texas Country Reporter. So uh, after the concert, I immediately made my way over to meet Bob because I'd never met him before after having watched the show for so many years. And by the time I got there, my wife, Grace had already cornered him and Kelly (laughs) and she just simply uh, stood me up in front of them and said, tell him what you just told me. And so she had already had the story down and and learned what Mike just said about um, him wanting to do this show in front of symphony orchestra. And I, I said, I'm your man. I will. I will create the music, and we uh, we sort of half promised at that point that we would actually help book the tour, and even though we had no experience doing such a thing. <laughs> now uh, you tell us. <laughs> we just we just went into it all full of enthusiasm, and um, it's taken a while. Obviously, um, you know the last couple of years have have made everything a bit of an extra effort, but. We're so glad that it came together right as their 50th anniversary season is is happening. Well, I can say, you know, Bob and Kelly and Mike picked the right person to do the arrangements. David, of course, I've performed with the orchestra, with the Richardson Symphony, some of your arrangements, and I'm so glad that uh, it just happened the way it did. Uh, they, they picked the right person for the job. Well, thank you. And. Uh, my history with the uh, Richardson Symphony goes back probably farther than you guys are aware. Um, really? I, 
1979, I won the Richardson Symphony Young Artist Competition uh, when I was 15 years old, and I got to play a concerto in front of the symphony, and it was one of my most favorite memories. One of the arrangements that the symphony has performed in the past uh, of David's is minor alterations that we performed at the uh, previous holiday concerts, and that's been a, a, a wonderful hit with our audience. And David, I just wanted to mention that to you, that we've had patrons come up to us after the concert saying that was their favorite work on the program, and so congratulations to you on that. Well, thank you. I'm certainly very um, filled with gratitude that, that you performed that, and, and that I love to hear that people have enjoyed my work. There's a arrangement on this uh, concert I did of our um, Texas State song, Texas Our Texas, mm -hmm. which uh, is done in a sort of a novel way that hasn't been done before. I, I thought it needed to get kicked up a notch, and, and hopefully the audience will enjoy that one too. It's always interesting, you know, for songs and tunes that people know really well, and there are already some arrangements of those. Sure. To, to have to arrange again something, but make it your own or make it unique, and, and you have a real talent for that. Well, it, it's fun. Just let your imagination run wild. It's, you know, composing and arranging are very much the same skill set. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just with, you know, material that you've come up with or material that others have come up with. And uh, it, finding those those new angles is, is uh, you know, that's really the way to get things uh, heard and, and have let people have as much fun with them as you did. David and Grace, are are you all originally from North Texas? Well, I am. I was born and raised um, in the North Texas area. I was born in Denton, and then I grew up in a little town called Renner, which is now part of Dallas. Sure. And I'm originally from Nebraska, but my family moved down here when I was eight years old to Richardson and uh, lived there for a few years before we moved to Plano, which is where I graduated high school. Well, you're you're a naturalized Texan then, so. Absolutely. Very good. All my my relatives up north say I have an accent that I don't hear. <laughs> so we've heard a little bit about the first idea of of the uh, this concert. Can you tell us, David, a little bit more uh, as far as musically what what happens with with uh, what you what you've written for this concert? Well, of course, the first thing that I did was go find a recording of the Charles Crawl program mm -hmm. to get an idea of what was in Bob's head. And um, basically, we just wanted them to be able to talk, um, prepare a script of what, whatever subjects they wanted to talk about. They were interested in uh, Texas history. They were interested in culture and, and humor and that kind of thing. And... Um, Wanted, I wanted to let them speak about whatever they wanted to speak to, and then I would write what we call an underscore, which is a, a background soundtrack, to sort of amplify the emotional moments that happen as they're talking and, and, and just give it a, uh, a chance uh, for the orchestra to shine and, and still um, you know, let the narration go on as intended. So that, that's what I, I did. I started out with a little five-minute demo to make sure we were in sync. And then 
went and, and wrote what ended up being seven separate sort of, I, I don't want to call them movements, but sections. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and it's, it comes out to about 30 minutes of narration altogether, not including, you know, Bob and Kelly just interacting with the audience. But uh, it, it's really kind of a, a neat, uh, you know, in places dramatic, in places very funny, um, it, it, really nice program. Of course, the orchestra also plays uh, some selections on their own with without narration, and and then a lot of what you've written, some has narration with it. Uh, the music itself, like you said, it's underscore. Uh, is is it themed in any way? Is it is it Americana sounding? Is it uh, if it is Texas sounding? How did you? What were you thinking when you were writing it to make it sound Texan? There are parts that, especially when they're talking about Texas history and the cowboy culture uh, that we have here, um, there's very much of a Western Americana feel to it. And I, uh, I basically picked a, you know, picked a couple of thematic things, much the same way as you'd write a movie soundtrack, where you're creating motifs and little melodies, and then and then just developing them in different moods and colors to uh, just try and, and amplify what's happening in the text at that point. Uh, and then there are other parts where, you know, during the humor section, talking about Texas growing uh, in, into a large, you know, modern uh, place where the, the music sort of evolves along with that. There's, after we do some Western stuff, then they talk about the oil boom and um top and that kind of thing and that sort of has a ragtimey soundtrack because of course then we're at the turn of the 20th century mm-hmm. and then as it goes on it almost gets sort of a rock and roll feel as we talk about the cities getting bigger and and modern texas culture what were some of the inspiration i mean there's a quite a bit of variety in what you're describing what was some of your inspiration as you were composing and arranging the pieces well, I I love Texas music. I, I think that's what made this probably easier than a state like North Carolina because we have a huge tradition of, of folk music. There's every decent-sized uh, city in Texas, and a lot of the small ones have their own songs. You know, it, it, we, we've got a whole style and, and a whole um, just – you know, mood and folklore and all those things. Um, so there's there's plenty to draw on, and, and of course Western soundtracks uh, and and classical music like Copeland and, and and that kind of thing. They have sort of created a certain number of ingredients that seem to always make music sound Western or or have a little country twang to it or. Um, you know, there's there's plenty to to pattern those things off. Of. Certain harmonies or certain uh, intervals used, open fifths and things like that, that could possibly contribute oh, ab- to that. Absolutely, and this somewhat with chord progressions mm-hmm. and uh, and just the folk music motifs. You know, pentatonic scales and and, and things that you find in a lot of folk music. Um, so yeah, it, it was it was not hard to to sort of come up with what was original material, but is 
sounds like a folk song. So were, were you given a script first and then you wrote the music based on that? Or did you just start composing and they started adding words to it? Or was there a certain order or, or did you just go back and forth? I, we started with the script. That was a huge help um, because I really wanted to hear in, in a narrative sense where they were going with this. We, had, we were just in the starting phases at that point and uh, we, we were able to find a, a mood that we both agreed on you know that uh, was again we're amplifying that emotion and of course there there have been pieces written for narrator and, and orchestra before i mean the first that comes to my mind is a lincoln portrait by copeland sure and uh, that has you know the, the script written in and it's specific as as far as cues Th- this um, is a little more open-ended. There's some narration in the score that I've first seen, and it shows narration later on, but there's an ebb and flow to it. It's not like having to use a, a what we say in the business, a click track, and it has right. to go right along with right, it. Right. So did that give you a sense of freedom when you were writing, that you didn't have to be so exact? It did. It definitely gave us, uh, it gave me a sense of, of flow, and, and it, you're right, it, exactly. It's, different from writing a movie score or something where you're thinking almost exactly to a click track or, or these exact moments in the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have to account for the fact that each performance of this has, is going to have a different pacing there. You know, it's going to be a second or two faster or slower than the previous reading. Mm-hmm. And, you might have to wait an extra second for an audience laugh or something like that, mm-hmm. or just, you know, the mood takes you one way or the other. And so the music has to flex uh, more than it would for a movie soundtrack. So we, uh, I built in um, just, you know, simple things like the music can slow off a little bit here and sort of rethink with the, with the narrator as it needs to. But also, there are just little tricks, and, and, and it doesn't have to sync up. And when it doesn't sync up in a way I've never heard before, which happens every concert, uh, I actually, I think, I like it that way, too. You know, That's it, the it, great thing about live performance, though, right? That, that, that's what brings it out. Exactly, exactly. You can really get into the, to the moment, and, and uh, when something just feels like it has an impact that it didn't last month, you know, as because because we're doing this at multiple stops on a tour, we can really dig into that and and find the the music and the art within each performance. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes each performance sort of unique, right? Right, right. I'd like to add to that. I mean, each each performance is with a different group. And a different artistic director who mm-hmm. together are bringing something new and a different interpretation. Um, so that's what makes it fun. Right. The personality of each orchestra or each ensemble and each conductor is different. And, and working with each of those different personalities. And, and it all goes to the relationship of composer and performer. Uh, the composer writes it down and puts it on the page. But the, the performer has to bring it out, and, and inevitably, some of their personality is within that. So right. it's a combination sure. of all of that. It yeah. makes it different each time. 
Yeah, definitely. One of my great thrills, so many things I like about seeing the show finally come to life uh, is really watching Bob and Kelly as I have for so many years. And when I can tell when they're really getting in the groove and they're really feeling the music and they're really riding that wave and their narration with their delivery. Uh, and it just all, you know, works together so, so beautifully when they get in that place. Uh, and we've seen that so far at the first few stops already. Uh, and, you know, we'll definitely see that in Richardson for sure. And I would imagine it's fun for them too, because it's, you know, they're so used to television and you do certain things in certain ways in television. And it's, some things are similar, but some things are very different in the live performance on stage. And so I bet it's a thrill for them to perform that way as well. It really is. Yeah. And and Kelly's background is uh, first live theater as a, a kid and then live radio and, and live television for years and years. She was a, a morning show host and a news anchor. And so this kind of plays on some of her, her strengths with that live audience that, you know, frankly, she's probably missed a little bit being in our, our, our pre-recorded episodes of Texas Country Reporter. And she can, I would imagine, play off him as well as anybody else, if not better, and probably be able to get away with some things that other people right. can't either. So. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, Mike, tell us a little bit. We've talked about the music a little bit. What about the script itself? Um, you wrote this along with Bob, or he? How, how did this happen? And what what topics? You don't have to be too specific because we want people to go to the concert and right. hear it all. But you can just uh, describe a little bit about it. Just a taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Bob and I really collaborated on this, uh, and with some of our other staff too. Sort of. Uh, we started by just brainstorming ideas of, of these very topics, what things we can talk about. Uh, and, and really, it's built around um, other people's writings and words as well. And so that was his idea is uh, we first we started mining uh, great historical Texas uh, documents like Travis's letter from the Alamo, some excerpts from the Declaration of Independence, uh, and a few other things like that. There's some great uh, accounts from real life Wild West cowboys that talk about their love of the the open range. And so we started by building around the words of of other Texans that have you know expressed their love and appreciation for appreciation for this state you know better than than we can. And then around that, uh, we wrote our own language to explain Bob and Kelly's own experiences in the Lone Star State. Uh, and really, the the idea of the whole script is it's it's sort of describing we're just describing Texas and and what it is and, and how it came to be and this this great big persona the great big you know mythos that this place has uh, and so this is sort of the the whole thing is a love letter to Texas about who we are and and how we got to be that way. I mean, there's so much history. Every state has history, but Texas likes to think they have, you know, it has a lot of history right. and, and it's unique. Uh, were, was it difficult to choose what topics or was it some things you had to leave out? You thought, well, we could have used this too, but it, it, it can only be so, uh, you know, a certain amount of time, the program. Right. Yeah, we, we definitely ran into that and we've adjusted it and we had some things in there that 
you know, weren't, weren't working and we pulled them out and then we added, you know, other sections that, that we felt like were missing. Um, and, and even now as the tour has kicked off, uh, we're going to continue to make some adjustments. And so if you see a performance early in the tour and you see one later, uh, mm-hmm. you'll probably see something a little different. Did any of the topics come from some of uh, Bob and Kelly's show where they had done a show and they were so interested in that or they couldn't uh, tell everything they wanted to in in one television show and they were able to expound on it here? I'm I'm not sure. I'm just asking. Uh, And we don't quite get in anything so specifically. We do uh, have some moments where they, they sort of talk about some experiences they've had on Texas Country Reporter. But there's not a, a scored section relating to like a single story we've done on TCR. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are really sort of the Texas Tribute show. It's these great big broad themes, and a lot of times on Texas Country Reporter, we're, we're focused down to the individual human level, and of course those stories then relate back to these great big broad themes of Texas. But uh, on the TV show, we tend not to cover topics and uh, and this concert was really an opportunity for them to express in, in great broad terms how they feel about the state mm-hmm. and and this is the 50th anniversary of the show is that correct yeah so we're in the middle of the 50th season of tcr it went on the air in october of 1972 and so uh coming up here this october we will have finished 50 years. It'll be the 50th birthday of you believe uh, that? the yeah. show. <laughs> I can't believe it. No, neither <laughs> can Bob. And don't, believe me, we, we've had a lot of fun over the years talking about how the show has been on since before some of us were alive. Well, and I know for myself, uh, born and raised in North Texas and lived here my entire life, TCR, Texas Country Reporter, has been, I mean, part of my life. Um, since I was quite a bit younger. So, you know, I, when, when I heard that the symphony was doing this program, it's just very exciting. Just very exciting. Yeah. And that was the, the idea too. Uh, I love what you just said about, you know, growing up with the show and, and feeling like it's a, a part of the, the heritage of the state. And that's why we really uh, worked hard to turn this into a tour. And we made sure to partner with local symphony orchestras all around the state to to bring it everywhere. So we want to come to you in in your community. And, of course, here in Richardson, Bob is from DFW. The show began here. So this is extra special for us to to be doing it here, you know, in the backyard of where the show began. Well, I think symphonic music in general just lends itself towards this, this idea. I think that's why it works. Uh, so I, I, it's a wonderful idea you guys have come up with. We really look forward uh, to performing um, on February 5th. It's also uh, our anniversary. It's the 60th anniversary of the orchestra, and we just thought that's a great idea. We, we can celebrate along with the 50th anniversary of the show, and it's, it's, it, was just, it just seemed like it was meant to be. Well, that's how we felt uh, so many times in this project. And, and yeah, I, I absolutely agree with you. And congratulations on, on 60 years. We've got some <laughs> catching up to do. <laughs> well, we did design the show so that the orchestra could show off as well. We, you know, we're not taking up the whole uh, performance. Uh, and you guys have several pieces, many Western themed things uh, also on this concert too. So it's, it's, going to be a, a full western evening 
it's a good flow on on the program. Like you said, uh, the orchestra will play some selections alone, like John Williams' Overture to the Cowboys and uh, Hoedown by Copeland from Rodeo, uh, uh, the theme from Giant. Uh, There's uh, some other great Western themes like Silverado and some other uh, themes of that nature. Uh, And that's all interspersed throughout the program, and that gives Bob and Kelly a little bit of time to – you know, relax and listen right. to the orchestra. They get to listen to the performance as well. And then, and, uh, so we, we all look forward uh, to February 5th. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that was something that was uh, important to us in designing the show. And we struggled with it a lot. David and Grace will tell you, we, we came back to them all the time, sort of us being uh, not well versed in the world of, of chamber and symphonic music and asking them you know, is this okay? Is this too much? You know, writing and narration because we really wanted to make sure that uh, you got just as strong of a musical experience coming to this concert, you know, as you do a, a Bob and Kelly Texas history and culture experience. So we really try to find a, a great middle point between uh, orchestra performance and, you know, live spoken word performance. It's a great uh, combination what's been put together, and and uh, it does come down to it's a symphony orchestra concert, and uh, with with Bob and Kelly featured as a soloist. I, I right. consider them soloist, as in a, if a violin soloist came to play perform with the orchestra, right? And uh, but when it's spoken narration, it's it's a different sense of flow, and you have to you have to work with that and. Uh, uh, they're great at it, so it'll be a great concert for everybody. It well, will, and they're great to work with. You you had mentioned that. I have to say, um, as nice as they appear on TV, they're that way in real life, too. And Mike is a phenomenal producer. He's been awesome to work with, very organized and detailed, and I love it. <laughs> Thanks, Grace. The check's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great compliment, and that doesn't always happen. You know, you you. It can be the uh, a different experience altogether without great producing. So that that's that's good to hear. Right, absolutely. Well, very good, Mike and Grace and David. Um, you know, just thank you so much uh, for spending uh, time with us today, uh, talking about the concert, um, talking about the program, the music, the narration, and we're all just so looking forward to it. Yes. It's- so are we. This is a great conversation. I think, as you can tell, we're all still very excited about the show and, and everything that's happened with it so far and, and all the great uh, performances to come. So we can't wait for you all to be a part of that. Yep. Anybody that loves Texas and loves some Texas music will definitely uh, get their heartstrings tweaked by this program. We'd like to thank our podcast sponsors, Humanities of Texas, The Ray Charitable Trust, and Frost Bank. I want to remind everyone that tickets are available at the Eisman Center Ticket Office and on their website at eismancenter.com. Maestro, thank you. It's always great to chat with you. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to Portraits and Music with Maestro Clay Catorio. I'm your producer and co-host, Ross Sievertson. Remember, if you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so you can get new episodes downloaded to you automatically. Reviews and ratings are always appreciated, and it helps us to provide you with more great inside conversations from the Richardson Symphony Orchestra. Until next time.